Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder, episode 203. Today, I have with me Dylan Hunsinger. Dylan, what is up? Man, I am currently sitting here uh, heating my shoulder after an intense church league basketball game yesterday. Uh, No Michael Cage. No Michael Cage there. (laughs) Oh, wow. But yeah, uh, but other than that, man, I'm doing great. Uh, just watching the Thunder pull off that victory against a tough Houston Rockets team, um, despite going through some adversity there. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 pretty much riding cloud nine right now. So by adversity, do you mean your shoulder? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it, it, I had to just use one hand in order to you know adjust the volume on the TV and change the channel, this, that, and another. Well, Dylan, you know who went some with some real adversity was Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, with racial equality. So I don't. I think that's very inconsiderate of you on Martin Luther King Jr. Day to bring uh, up adversity. Terrible. So happy MLK Day, everybody! <laughs> it is uh, just after the Houston Rockets recap or the game, I should say. And boy, oh boy, what a crazy game that was! Uh, it I mean just so we're gonna kind of go backwards in this game just because that fourth quarter was pretty insane uh so going into the quarter we were down by 16 points at seven minutes or so we are still down 15 points and we ended up winning by five because we put up get this 41 points in the fourth quarter we outscored them by 21 points and won by five an absolutely crazy surge at the end credit to oklahoma city on this one but i should also mention this felt a little bit like a houston collapse this team just fell apart at the end and we know how streaky they are we saw it in the first half but they went ice cold and we took advantage. Uh, the most important player I would say in this period was Dennis. Absolutely. He had, especially at the last minute, a crazy mid range high arcing shot to put it within three again. He had a couple great free throws to seal it off. Dennis was, Dennis was the man in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And not only that, but like, Dennis checked James Harden down the stretch mm-hmm. on defense. He even forced a steal on James Harden. Um, so, like, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Dennis's game. I mean, he shot efficiently the whole game, shot 9-16. He hit three threes. He missed one free throw, but, um, you know, he got five rebounds. He led the team with four assists, like, and 23 points off the bench. Like, he's just showing everybody again, like, hey, I'm six man of the year. 
Look no further. Mm-hmm. It may. It may. It may. Speaking of people who defended Harden, Lou, Lou Gents Dort, the uh, G League come to NBA phenomenon. Everyone's talking about him. This guy put on a defensive performance against James Harden in other parts of the game when Dennis was not on him. Harden shot... Do you want to guess how many three-pointers he made and how many he... Or sorry, how many he attempted and how many he made? Uh, well, if I had actually, to guess... Actually, wait. Guess, guess his percentage. That will be easier. Oh, gosh. Uh... Just a ballpark. 11. Lower. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad math. Uh, six. Six. Was that right? Per- yes. Wow. I'm so happy. He shot 6% from three. One of, one of 17. That is absurd. Like, he shot more three-pointers than all of... The Rockets team minus Westbrook and Harden. Minus Westbrook, I guess. Everyone else shot less field goals than Harden shot three-point shots. And he made one of them. That's bananas. Like that. I remember in the I mean, in the fourth quarter it was apparent too, but in the first half, when they weren't playing very well, it was literally just James Harden would dribble the ball up to the three-point line. And he would just shoot it. There would be no play drawn up. It would just mm-hmm. be, hey, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna shoot this. And if it goes in, great. If it doesn't, oh well. And that I feel so bad for Houston fans that have to watch this every night because I was frustrated for them in that game because he just keeps he just there's no offense. It's just throw the ball up, hit it, try to hit a three. If not, try again next time. Hopefully get the offensive rebound. Like that's the that's yeah. the entire scheme. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And you know, it it becomes predictable and you know, a lot of times Harden bells you because he's such a great player and he could just make those shots. But, you know, the Thunder have been a tough matchup for Harden, you know, pretty much all year. Like, you know, our mm-hmm. length has really bothered them. Um bothered him, our aggressiveness has really bothered him. I mean, when we played when on Russell Westbrook's return, you know, he had seventeen points. Got five of seventeen, mm-hmm. two and nine from three. Uh, earlier in the year, you know, he had 40 points, but he only shot 8 of 21. And hang on, let me see what his three-pointer was. Yeah, and he shot 3 of 14 from three. The only reason he got 40 points is because he shot 22 free throws and made 21. So, like, OKC's done a great job at defending James Harden, whether it's Berg, who was out tonight, whether it was Ami, Dort, Dennis tonight, like, whoever you threw at him, you know, they've done a great job of making life difficult on Harden. So, looking at Houston, this is a team that when they traded for Westbrook, it was it was title or bust. Mm-hmm. That, that was very apparent at that point. They were going for it all. They traded their, their future picks. This was the year they were going to try to win it. Are we are we close to, to a full-on panic mode for Houston? Like, is this team have a shot at this point? I mean, I can't really speak for Houston fans because I don't really pay attention to their team. But they just uh, look so bad today. Yeah, and I was just gonna say from like what I can tell, like 
Russ has been doing what he needs to do. It just it, it seems right. like Harden they're they're living and dying by Harden. Like Russ is like he had a triple double tonight. Like he yeah know, he he made history. He was the second he he followed LeBron, but he was the second player to get a triple double against every team in the or, you know in the NBA. You know mm-hmm. he he went out there he did his thing. Um, but again it was just Harden. You know like if Russ goes out there and does his thing. You, know, you still got to rely on Harden to make those shots. He's not making those shots. I mean, that that's kind of what D'Antoni's offense is centered around, has been centered around since his tenure in Houston, is Harden's got to make those shots. If he's not making those that's, shots, then they're kind of in trouble. That's what's scary, though, is that, I mean, we're seeing a version of Westbrook that is probably his best. It's his best version because he's not taking a lot of threes. He's playing very efficiently. Like you said, he had a triple-double tonight. He shot 16 of 24 from the field. That's, like, the best you're going to get from Westbrook. Great efficiency. Yeah, he's incredibly efficient, and you still lose. Like, that, that's got to be alarming for Houston to, to see that a superstar player like him can have an incredible night, and it it does not matter because we've seen this before, or I mean, Houston's seen this before. There's been countless games in the last month or two where Westbrook has been playing a different version of himself. That's better that I would argue than last year or any other year in recent memory. And it doesn't matter because it all relies on James Harden. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at the rest of his stat line. I mean, you know, he had the 11 rebounds, but he had 12 assists and three turnovers. That's a 4-1, to one, you know, assist-to-turnover ratio. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as Thunder fans, you know, Thunder or Westbrook could shoot a really good game, but he could make some, you know, questionable plays down the stretch and, you know, kind of cost them the game. Like, Russell Westbrook, for all intents and purposes, played a, you know, almost flawless game as far as, like, his shooting and, um, yeah. taking care of the basketball and, you know, getting his team, you know, good shots. It was just, you know, hard and struggling shooting like he did. And they just didn't get help from anybody else. I mean, uh, their next highest scorer after Westbrook and Harden was Daniel House with 13 points. Yeah, he was pretty good tonight. Eric Gordon, though, and, like, it was he just didn't have it. Yeah, he wasn't hitting. I mean, they, they had to play Faba. They only played eight guys. So, like. You know, hey, they, I mean, Thabo Thabo hit a buzzer beater in the first quarter from a pass from Westbrook. So, talk about Thunder nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia, yeah, it was a very bizarro world to kind of see that. Uh, but yeah, they yeah, not a, a lot of help. Yeah, but it's it's still, I just can't imagine being a part of a team. Well, I can because this is what Oklahoma City was for me, but. <laughs> It's, I can't, it's just so um, stressful to be a fan of a team where one guy has to shoot well. And if he doesn't shoot well, you're going to lose 99 of 100 times. And if you, if he plays well, you'll win. But you're relying on one guy. And like, what, what about the playoffs? Like, what if he happens to have four games out of seven where he doesn't shoot well? That's, you have to be able to have some insurance when one of your guys doesn't play well, because look at this team. I mean, we've had games where, I mean, we've talked about this before. Shea sometimes kind of turtles up a little bit. He doesn't really shoot the ball as much as he should have. We kind of saw that tonight as well. 
Uh, but it doesn't matter because they have other weapons they can go around. Sometimes Chris Paul does the same thing, doesn't shoot. He only had one shot that went in in the second half tonight, and they still were able to produce offensively. Dennis has had some really inefficient nights as well, and it, they've still come out on top. So you're not relying on one guy because the odds of one guy doing well enough games to have a good season record isn't as uh, it's not as promising as having three guys that all you need is one or two of them to, to shoot well. Like the probability there is just much higher. So I don't know. I, I just, <clears throat> I feel so bad for them. Like that's, that's gotta be tough to, to watch night in and night out. Yeah. W- would it be a bold take for me to say that I, uh, I want to play Houston in the playoffs? <laughs> I I would too. I don't think that's a bold take, given the, how we play them tonight. I mean, I think we're a really good matchup for them. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think we can beat Houston in a game of seven, and that's I I haven't been more confident of that in a playoff run, probably in like since Kevin Durant left, because all the other years we've played like Utah or Portland, and it's like yeah, we could beat them, but they're a pretty tough team. This time, if it was Houston, I would be like, we can win this. Like, we're going to win this. If if injuries are, you know, not a factor or anything, like, we can win a game of seven. Easy. Yeah, and, you know, what's wild about tonight is, you know, we touched on all the players that we was missing. You know, we was missing Ferg. Mm-hmm. We was missing Noel. And we was missing your boy Nader start of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, those are three at least rotation players. And, you know, not to mention, I don't think we've even mentioned it tonight or yet. Uh, Steven Adams got hurt in two minutes of action. Uh, he had mm-hmm. a collision with Clint Capella, and he was unable to return to this game. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Also, Justin Patton was out with illness. So, you know, that's three centers on your roster that you can't play against one of the best big men in the league, Clint Capella. So there was, there was legitimate stretches out there when the only big we had on the court was Mike Buscala, or Danilo Gallinari, or Darius Baisley against Clint Capella. And we were still able to come back out on top. Like, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's befuddling. Befuddling. That is that is the word I would use as well. Stephen uh, probably say it's not a real word, but, you know, whatever. I want to say it is. I'm not going to look it up. Uh, yeah, it was... It's a situation now where you... Half I I think Steve is going to be out for a few games. Just at looking at the way he landed on top of a guy like Clint Capella, who is huge, all that weight on your hip is going to be mm-hmm. very tough to recover from. I think I heard rumors that it was a contusion, which makes sense, but still, that's going to take a long time to kind of walk off. So, you know, unless Noel or... um Patton can come back. We might have to dip into the to the G League a little bit further. We've got that Solomon guy in the G League. That's our other big man. So mm-hmm. we might be seeing some new faces over the next few games, which uh, brings me to my next point, Dylan. And I I want to I just want to bring up something here that is definitely going to excite you. So Uh-oh. so the Thunder are two games back now of Houston. Just two mm-hmm. games. Do you listen to the schedule for the next five games for both the Thunder and the Rockets. 
So Oklahoma City over their next five games at Orlando versus Atlanta at Minnesota versus Dallas at Sacramento. Okay. All winnable games. All winnable games. Now, listen to Houston's next five. Versus Denver. At Minnesota. At Denver. At Utah. And then at Portland. Three of those games already are very likely losses, given the way this team has played. Denver and Utah are playing very well right now. So yeah. if you do the math there... If things go as expected, Oklahoma City could be either tied or in the lead or in front of Houston when it's all said and done. Isn't just, that just wild to say out loud? I know. I can't After believe I'm saying it. We traded the one of the greatest point guards of our lifetime. And or one of the greatest point guards of our lifetime. <laughs> For our slightly older point guard, who's one of the best point guards of our lifetime, and it, and we still we're better than Houston. Like last year, Houston was much better than us, and we swapped point guards, and now all of a sudden we're actually better. Like that's it, and it's all due to team chemistry. Like this this team on paper is not as talented as Houston should be, but I mean. It's it doesn't matter. I mean, we're just a better team fundamentally. Yeah, and I mean, it goes back to a quote I think Shea said after the Portland game. You know, they all just you know they're all really hard workers. They're unselfish. They trust each other with the ball, and you know it just comes down to like you know they love playing with each other. They're a team. Like it doesn't matter whose night it is, whether it's Dennis or Shea. Chris, or even Gallo, like, you know, however, what whatever is the best way for them to win, it's the way they're going to go about it. Um, I, I do want to touch, though, a little bit more in that fourth quarter, because, like, we touched on it, but we didn't at the same time. Uh, you know, you was talking about how, like... Yeah, there's a know, lot to break down. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, did we take it, or did Houston give it away? It was a little bit of both. You know, we had to make some plays down the stretch, some really tough plays down the stretch. But, mm-hmm. you know, to to your point on Houston crumbling, you know, like I said, we didn't have a center. Like, Mike Muscala was playing mm-hmm. center for the majority of the fourth quarter. And, you know, Westbrook and the Rockets was just having a field day in the third quarter, um, just attacking Muscala. In the second and third quarter, just attacking Muscala at the rim. And it seemed like in the fourth quarter, they settled for three-point jump shots or, you know, just jump shots in general um, as Mm -hmm. opposed to attacking the rim. And, you know, obviously those shots didn't fall tonight. And, you know, we was fortunate on that. But if they kept attacking it, it might have been a different ballgame. But as far as the Thunder, you know, being able to make plays down the stretch, I mean, you know, it, it starts with Gallo. Because, like, you know, mm-hmm. Dennis closed out the game. Jay made some big plays down the stretch. But Gallo, I think, God, I think he hit, like, three or four threes right there in that yeah. fourth quarter. And, you know, each one of them were just, you know, huge momentum. Like, one was, uh, I think one put us back down 13, and then the other one tied us at 10. Or not tied us at 10, but, you know, brought us down 10. 
then he right. hit another one to like you know bring it closer to the tie and then you know eventually we tied the game we was able to make plays down the stretch but you know without gallo we don't win this game because i mean he hit some big shots when i mean for all intents and purposes we was hitting the dry spell uh Hami, burton shea gallo and dennis i think was the lineup that they started the fourth quarter with and you know uh, i mean we started the fourth quarter with a crazy deontay burton plan do you see that the oh fourth quarter yeah yeah i saw that yeah he got the ball right there in the lane took one dribble and just like i mean he cocked it back to the left slammed that's becoming a regular thing for him i mean he's he's a lot like diallo in that sense he's just got those explosive plays in him yeah i like it man i like it but i mean you know i mean you know and homie he got to the rim i think homie played pretty good tonight um, yeah. You know, he got to the rim a couple times there late in the game. Uh, he was able to finish uh, past Westbrook at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, with a team that doesn't have that much shooting, especially with Shea not being able to hit his shots tonight, for Gallo to come in and hit those shots is huge for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, Diallo definitely, he, he did what he needed to do in this game. That's, you know, that's all you need to ask for with role players. Um so I just pulled up the play-by-play from 6.53 left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. At this point, Oklahoma is down 100 to 85. So this is the sequence that happens from then till close to the end of the game. So we start. Dennis makes a layup. Harden comes down, misses a three. Offensive rebound, misses the layup. OKC comes down. Gallinari hits a three. Houston misses a three. Oklahoma City comes down, makes another three-pointer by Gallinari. Mm -hmm. Houston comes down, misses a three. OKC comes down. SGA makes a layup. That's a tough layup. We probably got fouled, too. Very tough. Houston, Westbrook misses a driving layup. OKC fouled by Gallinari. Gallinari foul from three, makes all three free throws. James Harden makes one of two free throws. The next possession, Gallinari hits another three tie ball game. They're down 85 to 100, and all of a sudden it's 101 to 101. That sequence. That's like, that's all threes except for that uh, SGA layup. Like, they just. That was just a crazy series of events to get to that Mm -hmm. point. Yep, and then, you know, I think down the stretch, Dennis hit a couple more layups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shea had that dunk where, you know, he he might have got away with a little shove on Daniel House there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, bygones speak of bygones. You know, he got the dunk. Um, and then, of course, Dennis hit that really big uh, mid-range jump shot. And, you know, Shea was able to hit the free throws to ice the game. So, you know, like, like I said, we're not there unless Gallo comes and makes those plays like he did. Absolutely. Dennis was able to close out the game, but Gallo made it possible. I think other another thing we have to bring up that is worth mentioning is that James Harden had an offensive foul courtesy of Lou Dort. That play oh, yeah. that play was huge. I mean, yep. because every other call, we were saying this, everyone was saying this on Twitter, every call was going for James Harden. He would get just nicked on the arm. It's two shots. And that was just typical refs, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, 
offensive foul. Next possession, they don't call the arm, uh, like the wrapping of the arm call that he gets mm-hmm. away with all the time. They get yep. a steal. SGA gets two points out of it. Those two plays in a row were absolutely huge for this game because I think a lot of OKC fans up until that point felt a little bit... Um, uh, it just felt like the refs were controlling this game a little bit. And then, you know, it sort of evened itself out at the end with those two crucial plays. And, you know, like you said, Dennis sealed it off with some... Ex- two, he made a jump shot with 23 seconds and then with five seconds. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He made his free throws with 55 seconds and then another jump shot at 28 seconds. Those were both huge from him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was... There was a lot. There was a lot that happened. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention was essentially the last shot before this game was over by Westbrook. Uh, I mean, we've said this when we when he was on our team. Like, what was he doing? There, like, what was he doing on that play? It was a pass to the corner, and Westbrook and I think Tucker were both there and Westbrook just took it and then ran around for a little bit, finally gets to the corn other corner. He's heavily guarded and just chucks it up, fade away, contested three point shot. No chance of going in like that. They're down by three at that point. That's a shot you need to, you have to find something better than that. And it was just like, what are you doing Westbrook? I mean, at the end of the day, it's good for us, but I know, you know, I still like the guy. I, he's Mr. Oklahoma city. So like, I just sat there like, what, what, what was that? Yeah. Also, I might be in the minority here. I might have to go back and watch it. But from what I recall, when he got the ball, you know, as he was like dribbling into the lane, you know, like you said, he just kind of dribbled around a little bit. It looked as if he was looking around and, you know, credit to our defense. Like we stayed home on all the shooters. We didn't, you know, go in on Westbrook and leave a man open. I think that's what he was doing, though. I think he was probing the defense and trying to, you know, get somebody open for a shot. And when nothing was there, the shot clock was getting close to expiring. And he came over to the corner, and he just had to throw it up. I I don't remember how much time was left in the shot clock or anything like that. But to me, it definitely looked like he was just probing the defense, trying to to look for a shooter. But, yeah, I mean, if you're Houston, you definitely wanted a better shot. But, yeah, what was even – still weird about it was that i mean there was enough time to where they could uh foul again and get another look at a three-point shot if he just makes a layup which he could have easily done because he went right under the basket so it's just at that point it was i could understand that shot if it was like three seconds left in the game but uh i I closed out of the play-by-play but i think there was I think there was enough time left to where if he made the layup and then they fouled, they would have a, like five or eight more seconds to run another play to get a clean look for a three-point shot. So it was just, I don't know. In the moment, it I remember just being like, what are you doing? And then, I mean, obviously I was glad because we won, but I don't know. It just, it was a crazy ending and one that, Felt like we would not have won under given cer- like normal circumstances, but we came out 
and really rallied in the fourth quarter. Like I said, we outscored them by 21 points. We scored 41 points in that fourth quarter. Uh, and it was in, it was thanks to a bunch of people. It was thanks to, like you said, Gallinari and Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul in the first half, uh, SGA a little bit here and there. But it was a very collective effort and one that we did without any bigs. Yeah, I, I, I want to pull up the play-by-play here. Um, you know, just to clear it up, uh, Gallo made his jump shot with 28.1 left. Westbrook took his shot with 8.8 left, 24-second shot clock, you know, about 20 seconds off. There was four, maybe five seconds on the shot clock when Westbrook shot it. So, you know, and like, like you said, you know, they was down three. They needed that shot, but it was getting close to the end of the shot clock, and, yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I can I think... just fight a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so I think what I was saying though is like if he had taken the layup, yeah, that that would have been less time off the clock. So he would have had like eleven seconds left or something like that in game time. But you know, yes, just gotta live with it, I guess. So yeah, I got one more thing to say though. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we get this guy constant praise and deservedly so, but uh, Shay, man. I'm not gonna say I was disappointed with him Shoot because I mean, dang ball. I mean, if you're if you're looking at his box score, he still he shot efficiently, shot 50. percent He only took one three point attempt and he missed it. Uh, he made three or four from his free throws. He led the team in rebound. No, sorry, Gallo at 13. He led the team in defensive rebounding. Double uh, double. With Ten rebounds. Um, yeah, and then he had a uh, you know he had three steals. He was right there on the team lead with three steals, and you know he still had 13 points. Like he played okay. But mm-hmm. you're one of the best players on this team. Like, you're one of the best young players in the league. We've seen what you can do. Why are you shooting the same amount of shot attempts as Luke Winstort? <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's not even like. It's not okay. Well, it's not even an insult to Dort. It's just like. No. Nah. Like, with your role and his role, you should not be shooting the same. That's yeah. just crazy. Absolutely. I mean, Schroeder shot 16. Chris Paul shot 18. Gallo shot 19. Like, Shea needs to be somewhere between 15 and 20 shots a game. Yeah, and not one three-pointer a game. Like, Yeah, no. I mean, we've we've seen him, man. I mean, he's shooting so great from the corner. Like, if he shoots her from the corner, I'm like, that's in. You know, we've... Yeah, he just... I don't know, man. He just seemed off tonight. It just felt like he would only take a shot if it was wide open in the lane, like if it was a breakaway layup or, uh, you know, like a wide open pass by the rim that he just puts in, like those were the shots he was making. He wasn't really doing, well, he had some good finishes, but it wasn't like he was taking control with his ability to kind of drive to the basket at all. Mm -hmm. Just feels like wasted opportunity at the end of the day. And, you know, when it's a win, it's not as uh, we're not going to scrutinize it as scrutinize it as much. But let's say we didn't come back in this fourth quarter. I feel like that's what we would be talking about more. Is that yeah. SGA didn't do enough? He Absolutely, done much more. So it's not even him not doing enough. It's just him being passive. <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, it's, do yeah, you, man? Like, I mean. go do something. Yeah, I think he's he's just. Uh, He's conceding to Dennis and CP3, which 
It's fine on some occasions, but, you know, just even it out a little bit. Get your own shots. Try to make your own baskets once in a while, and it'll be fine. Yep, absolutely. So, so before we end today, we, we need to have a bit of a discussion over our player of the game. Uh, I think the two pick, well, so I think there's really three nominees. Chris Paul, who had an outstanding performance in the first half, mm-hmm. uh, basically made everything. He was like three or four from three, had an and one three-point shot. He was just outstanding. Then you have Danilo Gallinari, like we said, made basically everything during that fourth quarter stretch to bring it within a tie ball game. Then you have Dennis Schroeder, who really sealed the deal with ice in his veins, nice mid-range jumper, and two crucial free throws. Schroeder. Schroeder. So, with these nominees, who, who, in your opinion, do you think deserves it most? Well, Tierney, you're a baseball fan, right? I am, yes. Alright, so, this kind of reminds me of the pitcher situation. Alright, bear with me here. So, you got the starting pitcher. The pitcher that... You know, he's a big name. That starts, yes. Yep, he starts. You know, he's responsible. Like, you know, he, he could even close the game and get the win if all things go right. Chris Paul started off this game on fire. I think he missed one shot, two shots going into halftime. He had 27 points. Started off on fire. I thought he was going for 40. He made one point in the second half. So, you know, Coach Billy D came out there and said, uh, Time to come off the mound. Brought in a reliever, Danilo Gallinari. Mm. Gallo came in. He made some big shots there in the fourth quarter, didn't he? Sure did. He made some really big shots in the fourth quarter. But he wasn't the one that closed the game out. Bill mm. D came out there and said, nah, we need our closer. Brought out Dennis Schroeder, who closed out the game with some tough free throws, a big shot, and some strong defense. And he was our closer. So, if this was baseball tyranny, who would you give the W to? Who gets the win? Well, you know, baseball is a team effort. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I, I would propose perhaps the first of its kind. Oh. I say... This is a three-way tie wow. for player of the game. Because like you said, you said it perfectly. They all, each, each piece in this puzzle, if one of them is removed, this game is not a win. You, cannot, you cannot have two out of the three or even one out of the three to make this a W. Therefore... I propose a three-way tie for player of the game between the the D-man, Gallinari, and CP3. You know what? I'll allow it. Yay! Yeah, that, that, that was a compelling argument. Thank you. Well, historic day in the Topic Thunder 
podcast history. The first ever three-way tie for player of the game, and deservedly so. Uh, they combined for, let me do the math here real quick, so 76 points out of the 112. You are correct. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> and ultimately, we're all crucial for this win. So, ooh, ooh, can I do you one better? Yes. 76 points, 28 rebounds. Oh. Seven assists. Oh, look at you go. Four steals. Wow. And one block. Wow. Six turnovers. Eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but a combined uh, a plus 24. Is that how that works? Can you add those? Oh, plus 34. I'm sorry. Plus 30. Are you allowed to add plus minus together listen, like that? Listen. Is that how that works? Just let it be. I don't think that's how it works. Because <laughs> right, they were on the, the court at the same time. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Oh, well. We'll say plus 34. Plus 34. Mm-hmm. Wow. Plus 34 on the night. Got it right out. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll, that'll just about do it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we have Orlando on Wednesday, so we'll, we'll be back then. Dylan, do you have any final words on this game? Um, yeah, it's just really exciting to be able to win this game. Um, it's important as we go into this quote unquote easy stretch, um, not to overlook our opponents. Uh, you know, don't forget what got us here. Uh, the thing that I've been saying about this team, uh, play hard, play smart, play fast, play together. I think if you do that, you're going to be able to win some ball games. Hard, hard, smart, fast together. Yep. Four keys to life. You like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of like acronym for that. Ha, ha, smarf, smarf together. You got hard, smart, fast, smarf together. You know what? It kind of spells shift without the I. Shift. Smart, hard, fast together. Shift. 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 Let's shift. <laughs> Shruda. Shruda. All right. There you go. I did it, but I won't ever I'm do so, it again. I'm so proud. <laughs> All right. You can find us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder, our website with our uh, podcast associates, Big Heads Media, bigheadsmedia.com. Search Thunder or Topic Thunder. You will find all of our merch. Uh, and. As always, thank you to all of you lovely people for listening. I am Matt. This is Dylan Hunsinger. And as always, Thunder Up! Thunder Up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.